0: All right. Hey, everybody. Today, uh, I have another client interview for you, um, this time with an MBA candidate, actually, who was recruiting for uh, summer associate positions. Um, And uh, his name is Paolo. So uh, I'm going to ask Paolo to kind of walk us through his journey of getting into investment banking. Um, I think Paolo actually first tried to break in back when he was still an undergrad, but it didn't work out. Um, and he never gave up on the goal though, and he stuck with it, and uh, it's finally paid off for him. So, hopefully, you know, this will serve as inspiration for those of you who are uh, maybe in a similar situation now. Uh, and I know there's probably a lot of you like that. And so, uh, Paulo, thank you for uh, taking the time today. No worries, Sam. And uh, let's start with uh, maybe a quick introduction. So, where, if you can tell everyone kind of where did you go to undergrad? Um, What did you do after you graduated? Uh, Where are you currently getting your MBA? And then most importantly, where are you going to be going this summer?
1: Sure. Um, So I went to undergrad at UC Irvine, uh, which is a non-target school for finance, investment, banking jobs. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, I majored in business administration and economics. So I was a double major. Yep. Um I knew I wanted to do something in finance, but I didn't like realize I wanted to do investment banking probably till like my senior year, mm-hmm. so I was kind of late to that game. Um and like you said I was able to get like an off-cycle super day um like in June for an ECM role um for tech coverage in San Francisco. Um mm-hmm. but I felt like, you know, I was I kind of wasn't as prepared as I thought I was going to be Mm-hmm. Um, and I ultimately didn't get the role but mm-hmm. for me like investment banking was something that I knew I wanted to do so what I kind of thought about was you know kind of playing the long game and like taking a role in finance to kind of hopefully build up some of my quantitative skills but also just have an overall knowledge of you know the financial services space as a whole right um, so after graduation I worked at pathway capital management Which is a private equity fund to fund. Right. And, you know, I was lucky enough that, you know, during my time at Pathway, I got to work with um, some investment banks in like the co investment processes where we would invest alongside um, some private equity firms directly into companies. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was, that really helped kind of reinforce my interest in investment banking and being on the other side. and, yep. you know, after working at Pathway for almost three years, you know, I decided that it was, it was time for me to, you know, go get my MBA and pursue my dream of, you know, going into investment banking again.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I decided to go to USC Marshall um, for my MBA um, and focus on finance. And in the beginning, you know, I thought that, you know, since I had gone through kind of the process before. And I actually, you know, did a super day when I was an undergrad. I felt like I came in like a little maybe overconfident in terms of, you know, knowing how the structure is, knowing what bankers actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, you know, I it felt good because I was getting, you know, a lot of first round interviews. Um, but then, you know, kind of towards, you know, heading into uh, uh, Christmas and winter break, Yep. Um, those first rounds weren't really converting into super days. Yep. That's kind of where I kind of came into a realization that maybe I need to re, you know, rethink, you know, my strategy, my approach to recruiting. Yeah. And yep. you know, a friend of mine who's also doing investment banking referred me to to Sam and Wall Street Mastermind, and you know, the program really kind of, you know, really flipped everything I knew on its head, and really kind of showed me you know, the right way to approach the recruiting process. Yep.
0: Um,
1: yep. And, you know, for me, I wish I had really, like, came into it earlier and really used it from the very beginning because I felt like, you know, if I had used all the, you know, right. the exercises and the modules, I right. feel like, you know, in terms of even from the recruiting and the networking standpoint, that would have been super helpful in terms of, like, how many people I could reach out to, how many connections I've had with each of the banks and like right. really make meaningful connections.
0: Right. right. Um, so so, so where, where, where are you going this summer, by the way, let's tell everyone.
1: Sure. So I just <laughs> signed and accepted my summer associate offer at RBC capital markets for the technology group up in uh, San Francisco.
0: Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. So obviously congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. And uh, it always makes me, I mean, like you said, obviously um you came through referral from, um, you know, your classmate at, at Marshall, obviously. And uh, it always makes me feel good when my my clients go out and tell their friends about me, because that tells me that they believe in the quality of my service enough to share with the people that they care about. But it makes me feel even better when those people then actually, you know, get the offer, right? Like that's that's uh, I, that, that's an awesome thing, especially for someone like you, who I know you've been like you said you played the long game right you've been kind of going at this uh since probably at this point what four or five years ago right Uh, yeah exactly yeah so it's something that you've been thinking about for a long time and uh -hmm. i'm sure uh actually like maybe i should just ask you is like how how did it feel uh when you first found out you got the offer like what was what were you doing at the time and like what did you do right after you found out
1: so yeah it was crazy um so I did the super day um, on a Friday. So they flew me out Friday morning. Yep. Um, I did the super day around noon. It was around like two and a half hours.
2: And yep. then they flew
1: me back to LA um, on the same day. And okay. like I, I came home and a bunch of my friends like knew that I had just gone through like this long day of traveling, doing this really hard interview. Yep. So we wanted to just go out and, you know, regardless of what the outcome is, like have a drink and just, you know, you know, just accept the fact that I did the best that I could. Yep. And the crazy thing was I, we literally just walked into um, the bar that we were going to here in L.A., and my phone started to ring, and I saw it was a 415 area code for San Francisco.
2: <laughs> so
1: as soon as I saw that call, like, I knew that, you know, if it was, an e- if it was kind of like a rejection, they would just send me an email. Uh-huh. So I, as soon as I got in, I really just turned around and went straight outside and picked up the phone and you know b- before you know it it was you know the vp that i talked to um yeah. earlier that day and saying hey you know you really mentioned that you know it was really nice to talk to you the team really enjoyed talking to you and we want to extend you an offer and to be honest it didn't really hit me at first like <laughs> like hearing those words yeah um it wasn't until probably like a couple minutes after where like i talked to my friends and they asked me who called and i was like that was the guy I talked to today. He just told me I got the offer, and they were the ones that were even more excited for me because I was still kind of processing it. So
2: right, right. It, it
1: just felt really good. And and when I got like the actual formal letter, um, on Monday and really just kind of see it in writing, that's really kind of really when it hit me. And that was like it felt so good. Like after like putting in all this work, and you know, just having it pay off was something that. Um, it's just, it's just hard. It's just hard to really, to describe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you worked your butt off at Pathway to obviously, you know, uh, try to get as much experience as possible. Then you obviously invested a lot of time and money to go back to business school, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, all with the intention of, um, breaking into investment banking. So, you know, I'm sure like, if you didn't get into banking after doing all that, it would have been a huge disappointment right but now that you're now that you're in uh it's probably a huge relief but also just i'm sure you're extremely happy i mean only you know one percent of the people actually even get jobs from mm-hmm. firms like rbc right so yeah
1: um,
0: it's definitely a, a huge accomplishment and so uh well deserved and, and definitely congratulations on that um oh, thank you let's uh let's let's go back a little bit so i know you had already kind of started talking about this a little bit but um, I wanna go back to kind of like when you were recruiting uh, at UC Irvine, back when you were an undergrad um, for mm-hmm. banking. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, where did you apply to? Um, did you just apply to kind of all the usual suspects, um, you know, like all the bulk bracket banks and the market banks and elite boutiques or whatever? And then like, who, who did you actually get interviews with? And then like, why do you think those didn't work out?
1: Um, yeah, sure. So yeah, like for me, like as someone who kind of realized I wanted to do banking kind of late in the game for undergrad, I applied to, you know, the most well-known banks like the bulge brackets and the middle market banks, like the boutiques. I wasn't that aware of them back then.
2: Um,
1: and you know, to be honest, I got like two first round interviews. So one was, um, middle market bank, Um, Piper Jaffrey and I also did like another first round at SunTrust Mm -hmm. Um, Piper Jaffrey was the one who invited me for the Super Day SunTrust was more I did like two phone interviews but that's kind of where it stopped and for me like looking back I think why the Super Day didn't work out was I you know even though I have done research on investment banking and kind of like the the first interview, I wasn't as, you know, informed of, you know, what the structure and what to expect in an actual super day. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, having that uncertainty of what to expect kind of made me nervous and kind of, you know, played into the fact that I wasn't as prepared as I should have been.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and that's why I didn't get it. And in terms of like, you know, for SunTrust, I think in those initial phone screens where, They really just want to get to know, you know, your motivations and why you want to do investment banking. Mm -hmm. I felt like um, that was something that I knew I wanted to do, but I didn't spend enough time kind of really making sure I explained it in a more, more cohesive and coherent way that people can really understand why versus like, you know, you know, investment banking is a job that a lot of people want to do. So, you know, it's, you never know that like you can just be one person who wants to do it just for the sake of doing it. Right. Um, so I felt like, you know, being so young and kind of not being as prepared as I should have been. Um, that's kind of why I wasn't successful out of undergrad.
0: Yeah. I guess like a lot of times I talk to students and, uh, the common thing that I, that I, uh, tend to, to find is people spend a lot of times, uh, studying up on the technicals and they feel like, Oh, I got to learn the accounting and the finance aspects. And then they don't spend a lot of time uh, thinking about their behavior answers or their story or why they want to do banking and things like that. And they kind of just Mm -hmm. either just wing it or they just, you know, maybe give like the standard cookie cutter answers that everyone else is giving and then it doesn't end up working out. Right. Um, Yeah,
1: for sure. And kind of like, yeah, to even like, even like accentuate that point. Like when I was talking to the VP on the phone, like one of the things that he really mentioned to me was, one of the reasons why, you know, the team was really excited to, to extend me the offer. Like he really highlighted, like they enjoyed, you know, hearing my journey to get to where I was yeah. and like to tell that, you know, I've worked hard to get to where I was and that I was going to put in the work and that's someone that they'd want on the team. So yeah. not once was there any mention of like, you know, technical abilities and prior background in finance, <laughs> but I think it was because like, I really showed uh, showed them and told them like why i wanted to do investment banking why i was the right person for this job right. um was the reason why they hired me and wasn't like because i could like answer a, a couple of technical
0: questions right yeah your story is is gonna be one of the most important things that you need to nail down in anyone's recruiting process right like that's probably like one of the first things they ask you about and it's the thing that kind of establishes your uh first the first impression that you give mm-hmm. them. And then from there, either, you know, you're going to have a, a really easy time winning them over because they already like you, or it's going to be an uphill battle because you didn't make a good first impression. Right. And either yeah. way, usually I feel like it's pretty much almost impossible to uh, come back from making a bad first impression. Uh, if you don't have your story down. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um and by the way like even the two interviews that you got uh at uc irvine like the piper and sun trust did they come recruit on campus because irvine's not a target school right like how did you get Oh that? yeah
1: um so yeah for i was kind of just always on like linkedin indeed like those like job search posts where you know i would see opportunities because mm-hmm. um, even like on our campus you know career portal job portal there wasn't any like finance investment banking related roles so i really like was always on the computer like looking for you know maybe someone who might have left at the firm and they need to fill that role so they do a lot of off cycle stuff
2: mm-hmm. um so
1: i was just really like constantly like reaching out to people too um who were alum which was really hard because there's not a lot um wow. and just getting their advice on you know how to, to, to approach the the whole process, but I think it's really you know you have to put in a lot of work and yep. you know that's something that I realized um, back then and having failing really made me even realize even more how much more work that I had to put in because I thought I was kind of doing enough, but it wasn't even close to you know what was necessary to be successful
0: got it so you 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 got those through your networking efforts um, and then some of the other some of the other firms that you applied to which you didn't get or most of the other firms that you applied to which you didn't get interviews from um, probably just because you did try to network but you just didn't do good enough a job to kind of win them over or maybe you couldn't find anyone at those firms to network with is that kind of how it went
1: yeah Um, no exactly yeah
0: okay got it yeah I mean so that's like a really common challenge for a lot of students uh who go to non-target schools that I talked to right which is like they don't know how to go about networking. They don't know how to go about finding those people to contact, or sometimes even if they do have the people to contact, they don't know how to have those conversations in a way that uh, makes them stand out. Right. And if, and if you don't stand out, then um, it's probably not going to turn into an interview opportunity. Right. Um, okay. So then uh, nonetheless, you didn't give up. You went worked that pathway, uh, which is a private equity fund of fund, Like you said, um, and then when you decided to go back to business school, um, was that just solely because you knew you wanted to recruit for investment banking again? And so you had to do that or, um, was there any other reason why you decided to go back? Um, it was pretty much cause
1: I wanted to do investment banking. Like okay. I knew that that was always something that I wanted to do. And yep. I knew from where I currently was, it was going to be very difficult because I didn't have you know, the formal training or enough like quantitative experience that would allow me to do that. Um, And, you know, I actually, I had reached out to someone who was one of the few alums that um, went to UC Irvine, but he was, when I first reached out to him, he was an associate um, at Bank of America up in Palo Alto, and I talked to him about like, you know, do you have any advice? And he was actually like, yeah, like, you know, DCR is not known for being a finance target school, so I would just find something in finance right now and then, you know, get your MBA and kind of use that as a platform to do investment banking. Yeah. So I actually like, kind of followed the path that he he did the same and he kind of like told me and, you know, um, I'm glad that it worked out.
0: Right, right, yeah. I mean, so I, I, I talked to... Um a lot of students who like try to recruit during undergrad, but now just like with how accelerating the recruiting timeline is, um, a lot of people they don't find out about investment banking until it's almost too late right like if you mm-hmm. find out like nowadays summer analyst recruiting starts as early as sophomore year uh, in a lot of times. so if you're not uh, learning about banking until you're a sophomore or sometimes even a junior, um, you might you might be out of the running right and so I always tell those people it's like hey if you miss the boat this time and you can't break in as an undergrad, but you're still determined to do banking, um, typically the best way to do that is you got to go back to business school. Right. Uh Um, Okay. So then like once you, um, once you got to USC kind of like talk to us about what have you been doing during like your first year so far to kind of prepare yourself for recruiting. Like uh, I assume, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, it was just kind of second time around recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. So you knew more than the first time and I'm sure like as soon as you got to school, that's kind of like, that was why you went to school in the first place. So that was probably like all you thought about, right? So like, what were the, the what were the things that you did, um, when you got, to school? It was like, whether it's on the networking side or I don't know, interview preparation side or, uh, activities that you participated in, like what did you do exactly?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, so even even when I first got, like, um, the acceptance letter to um, SC and I decided that I wanted to go there, I looked back at, you know, all the people that I reached out to when I was an undergrad and kind of found, um, you know, the old email chain that we were talking and kind of following up. I like I know that I hadn't talked to them in a couple of years, but, you know, I kind of gave, like, a brief introduction and hopefully they remembered who I was
2: mm-hmm. because
1: it was kind of, you know, that was already kind of uh, – it was easier to, to hopefully, there was a higher chance of them probably responding because I had talked to them before.
2: Right. Um, so that was
1: kind of the first thing that I did was kind of hopefully leverage the connections I've made in the past. Right. Uh, and then as soon as I got to school, you know, I went straight to, you know, I looked, I looked at, you know, I joined the finance club that we had on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to, you know, second year students who did investment banking the summer prior. There weren't a lot, so I really talked to every one of them. Mm-hmm. I went into the Career Center to see what resources they had
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and what, you know, you know, if they have any access to other alums who are maybe further along in investment banking or are, are at higher roles. And really, mm-hmm. yeah, like I was just kind of, that was really what took up most of my entire first semester. Yep. Um, at USC was really just thinking about like, how can I put myself in the best position to succeed? Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, it was a lot of work um it was kind of yeah so I went to business school but like the classes were really for me the secondary priority it was really trying to <laughs> it was really trying to you know how do I get into banking and then I can focus on the classes after. right
0: right right yeah um and so you did you did a lot of like the typical things that most people do right which is like join some finance clubs talk to older students who have gone through the process try to pick their brain a little bit uh, and glean whatever advice you could glean from that. Um, go to your career center, like all the resources that are kind of like, you know, right in front of you and at your fingertips. Um, and then I think the thing that stuck out with me when we first talked to, is you mentioned that I think you have flown out to New York five times for networking, right? Yeah. Okay. And so you took a bunch of networking trips from the West coast to the East coast. Uh, which obviously you were really dedicated and then you talked to like a bunch of different boat bracket banks uh, a lot of the elite boutiques pretty much like what did you, you pretty much talk to like almost every single bank right uh, yeah and then like what happened from there
1: um so yeah so I did a lot of um you know, networking trips out to New York and really tried to reach out to people um on LinkedIn and you know I I thought what I thought were, you know, really good and meaningful conversations Um, when I would follow up, you know, some of them would respond, some of them wouldn't. And, you know, I think, you know, towards the winter, um, that's kind of when I realized that maybe my approach wasn't, you know, as good as it should be. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, you know, there might have been, you know, some things that I could have done differently in terms of, you know, hearing the perspective of someone who is either an investment banker or has spent time working as a professional. Yeah. Um, kind of looking back, I remember when I first talked to you and I told you like what I've done. And then I thought about it, you know, the people that I've reached out to, um, either the career center, like they have some insights, but none of them have actually worked at investment banking.
2: Right. Um,
1: I've talked to the second year students. Um, even though they do have better perspective, they've only spent a summer there. And most of them are either, they don't have investment banking experience prior, so they're like switching careers. So I did have some insights, but it's not as, you know, in-depth and really as meaningful as someone who has worked in banking for a couple of years, had maybe had the experience doing the recruiting process for the banks. And for me, um, I think that's why when, when I, even, when, even though I did go on those networking trips, um, maybe like my approach wasn't, you know, very, you know, um, like accommodating or just memorable for the bankers and really didn't kind of you know, make me stand out to them yeah. and yeah. kind of make sure I met what they were looking for. Yep. And I think, you know, through, you know, your program, I kind of, you know, because of your experience and because of your background, I got that inside look and try to find, uh, found a way to really be concise and be like when, so whenever I approach and make a connection, just be concise and really try to make it as meaningful as possible so right. that when it's time for, you know, application review with the hundreds and thousands of students that are applying that they will still, they'll remember me as one of the candidates that stood out.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I mean, networking is, is, is tough, right? Like, in your case, obviously, it wasn't for a lack of effort, right? It wasn't like your work ethic that was the problem. Like, heck, you flew out five times, right? And you had to pay for your own flights <laughs> yeah. and all that. Um, but because maybe you got your advice from um, either the Career Center or just, like, older students who have slightly more experience but still not that much experience... Um, you, maybe you weren't getting like the best advice and then when you acted off of that, uh, the frustrating thing is even though the effort was there, um, all of that is meaningless if you're just wasting those leads and those connections and those opportunities, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know like how many people you probably ended up talking to during that period of time. Um, but those conversations didn't turn into very many interviews, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think I remember the most, the most memorable one was like, I think you were really frustrated by uh, uh, the one with Credit Suisse where you actually thought you were doing really well with them and you had like, mm-hmm. been, been invited to a couple of events, right? And like, can you tell us about that one? Like what happened there?
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, it started out where, you know, the, the USC organized like an uh, uh, investment banking trek to New York City where we visited a couple of banks. And yep. I, I, I went on that trek, Credit Suisse is one of them, and there were about 20 of us who attended the event, and we met like, you know, a couple of professionals at their presentation. And what I had done after the event was I followed up with the people that um, I met at the event and decided, you know, to fly out and kind of do follow-up coffee chats mm-hmm. um, with those professionals. And, you know, we had great conversations. They were very responsive. Um, on the emails and you know i got like an invite for a day at cs event um and when i asked around for the, uh, and the people around out of the 20 people who went there were only like seven of us who got invitations yeah so, you know i thought you know that I was getting you know good traction you know obviously like they thought of me in terms of like you know sending out invitations to this event yep. and you know when i went to the event, you know i i you know went to the the specific coverage group that I had made the most connections with, yeah. um, and then when I went there, you know, they were very friendly. Like they they knew who I was despite like having a couple hundred students there.
2: Right. Um,
1: we, you know, they had kind of like an event just at their floor, and then they had like a happy hour after, and everything seemed very well. Like I got along with everyone in the team. Yep. And then like towards um once we got out of you know once we t- once we had finals and we were just kind of on winter break um I started to hear that some of the other students who went on the day at CS event got invitations for first round phone interviews yep. and I kind of wanted, I was kind of like frantically refreshing my inbox like every hour just to see if I got something uh-huh. and um you know I didn't get anything right. and that was kind of like for me a very very low point because you know like you said like I've done I did a lot of the networking I got invited to this event I met up with all the people there and I thought that I was getting pretty good traction at this thing Um, and I didn't even get um, a first round
0: phone interview yeah
1: and then a couple weeks after I finally got the email saying that you know thanks for your interest but we decided to move forward with other applicants so that's kind of Right. Really that was a tough point, but I, I felt like it was something that, you know, if I if I just kind of had a different approach from the very beginning, it might yeah. have been different. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was kind of really one of those tough moments that I feel like everyone goes through in the recruiting process.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a gut punch. Um so okay, so then like CS was a no-go and then um you applied to I guess same thing this time you apply to all the other bulge bracket banks and mm-hmm. the mid the market banks. And you probably uh, also some of the elite boutiques this time, since you, this time around you knew about them. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, you did get a few first round phone interviews, like you said, right? Yeah. Um, like who, who are the, who are the places that you got interviews with?
1: Um, for first round. So I got, I did uh, William Blair, Robert Baird, Wells Fargo, okay. um, Piper Jaffrey, Julian Loki, RBC. I did the the Goldman Hire View. Yeah. So um, yeah, those were like you know the banks that I ended up uh, getting first rounds with.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you got selected actually for a good number of interviews, um, and mm-hmm. this was all this was all before we before you started working with me, right? Um, yeah. And then, but then none of those turned into super days. I guess except for RBC. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of those, those that happened, like, kind of earlier. Uh, uh, yeah, that was before we had, I started to reach out to you. A lot of those, since USD is not targets, they kind of, like, accelerate our process. So, we yeah. we did kind of first rounds, like, you know, late November, even, like, first week of December. So, yeah, that was before um, I had the chance to work with you. Except for, I think, only RBC, RBC and Julián and Loki uh, were the ones that were after. Christmas in the new year
0: okay, okay, so RBC and Hoolihan came after we started working together. The rest came before, and even though you didn't like when you didn't advance to Super day, I think I remember like when we talked about it, um, you felt like you know it definitely wasn't the technicals because you knew your technicals and you were uh-huh. able to answer most of your technicals so we we kind of felt like it must have been the behaviorals right because yeah, although you weren't really sure because on the behaviorals obviously you try to answer everything to the best of your abilities and you Uh hope that it's a good answer. But at the end of the day, you just like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't go well, you don't really know why you can't really pinpoint it.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So that's a, that's a very common um, problem that most people have is like when they walk out of an interview and you ask them how it went, like, yeah, I think it went pretty well. I answered all my questions. And then later when they get a rejection, it's like, shoot, I don't know what I should have done better. Right. And then they, they also never, give you that constructive feedback or criticism, Like they're not going to tell you like, Oh yeah, you should have answered this differently or whatever. Right. So you can't even improve on your answers before the next interview.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So then like, what do you, uh, so obviously then we started working together, right. And then, uh, you interview Hulahan, you interview RBC, obviously you got the RBC offer. Um, so like, what do you think changed? Like what made the, what's the biggest difference between, you know, uh, your RBC interview and maybe some of your other, other interviews that, that led to a different outcome.
1: I think it was just for me, like what was really helpful like going to the program was having really a sense of, you know, your story, like why you want to do investment banking, kind mm. of doing more introspective look into, you know, motivations and, you know, being able to really convey that. Yeah. Um, yeah to the bankers rather than sounding very like fake and just you know very cookie cutter like you said. Yeah. But having, you know, like you know, being very clear and concise about why you're the best candidate and like having that, you know, overall sense of direction into what they're looking for to yeah. add to their team yeah. and how to properly convey that in a way that sounds genuine And it's someone that, you know, they'd want to work with, was something that I didn't, you know, spend that much time thinking about before. Like I was very worried about like, am I good enough technically? Like, you know, behavioral is something that I can just kind of come up with on the spot. And I think that that was, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, misconceptions that I had. And after going through the program was, I didn't realize how like how I put myself in such a bad position having that mentality as opposed to being very well prepared and just kind of mastering it like knowing the story like you can say it while you're sleeping like pretty much like that's how locked in that your story has to be and I feel like doing the program kind of helped me really refine it to the point where I could be telling anyone on the street about my story and they would be convinced that I really uh, that this is what I wanted to do.
0: Right. And most people make that same mistake, right? By the way, it's not just you, right? Most people mm-hmm. uh, spend a lot of time focusing on the technicals and not enough time on the behaviorals, Right. And the other reason why they don't spend a lot of time focusing on the behaviorals, quite frankly, is because they don't really know what else they can do on the behavioral part. Right? Like mm-hmm. pretty much they come up with the best answer they could come up with. And then that's about it. Right? Like, there's no like going back and iterating on it and making it better because they don't know how to make it better. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of what we worked on was just like, like you said, one, it's important to know like what the bankers want to hear and what they want to see and like what they like um, what they like to see in the answers. And that just comes from like experience, right. Which most candidates don't have, but obviously, uh, that's part of what I'm able to help you with. But then the other part is like giving you feedback and, and, and um, and just critiquing your answers in terms of how we can actually make it better and sometimes some of the things that we change are actually not like huge changes because it's not like your experiences are actually different but it's like the subtle things that maybe yeah. aren't obvious but make a big difference right to uh how you deliver or the flow of your answer or just like highlighting and emphasizing certain things uh, based off of the exact same set of experiences right which it's hard to do. Like, that's kind of like, I feel like for most people, that's a blind spot when they're trying to do it themselves, but you need someone who has that experience to kind of like point it out for you.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that was the most, the most valuable thing for me was really getting the feedback right away Um, in terms of my answers and really knowing like what I could change a little bit just to make it a little bit better, really kind of hit the point that, you know, what the bankers are really looking for and, you know, if I had just talked to, you know, someone at the career center or some of the second years, they might not have that insight because they didn't do the recruiting process for the bank. Right. and just having your immediate feedback and having you as a resource to kind of bounce ideas off of was for me, like super helpful in the process.
0: Got it. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, good to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I could help you there. Um, any last words of advice for, you know, people who are still, kind of going through the process right now, still going through the struggle. Maybe like, uh, maybe they're going through as an undergrad or maybe they, they've kind of missed the boat on, as an undergrad and they, they're considering whether they want to keep going or if they should just kind of give up on this dream. Like any advice for those people? Or like maybe if you could go back, you know, and redo the recruiting process, knowing what you know now, um, is there anything you would have done differently besides kind of the stuff that we've already talked about? I mean, first of all, I wish I had done the program
1: earlier, like in the <laughs> but I think for me you know the biggest thing going through this process is it's a hard process, and you know everyone knows that so what really you know the best piece of advice I can give is really kind of to to be consistent like to you know set a routine like you know either go through you know, the lessons and really doing mock interviews once a week and just setting goals for yourself. So I love, you know, the new part of the program where, you know, you kind of set goals for yourself and you have to keep yourself accountable because at the end of the day, you're not going to be there all the time to just kind of see where our progress is. It's really kind of up to us to monitor ourselves. Right. So in terms of like, you know, if you, if this is something that you really want to do, you have to be dedicated and really hold yourself accountable to setting goals for yourself and, you know, making sure you achieve those goals. Um, and, you know, it's hard work, but, I, you know, at the end of the day, it pays off if you could if keep at it.
0: Yep, yep. Awesome. Well, Paulo, thanks a lot for taking the time today. I know you're really busy, so I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your experiences and advice with, you know, other students who are still going through the process. And uh, congratulations again on, on the RBC offer. It's a, it's a great firm um, that's definitely uh, doing extremely well and, you know, is, uh, like, like any other job in investment banking. Uh, mm-hmm. It's extremely competitive, so uh, you've accomplished something uh, really amazing, and you should be proud of yourself for that. Okay, so, um, awesome. hey.
1: yeah, no, thanks again for having me. You know, I, thanks again, Sam, for you know really helping me throughout the process. And you know, anything, you know, I I learned so much throughout this process, and it really paid off. And I feel like you know, I've you know, I've just become like a different person, just different outlook after this whole experience.
0: Awesome, man! I'm super happy for you. All right, man. So I'll talk to you soon. All right. And, uh, and uh, obviously we'll be in touch, especially, um, you know, as you uh, start your internship and as you consider kind of uh, where you go from there.
1: All right. Awesome. For sure. Thanks again, Sam.
0: All right. Thank you, Paulo. Talk to you later.
1: Awesome. See ya.